Hello, good evening, and welcome to the Gunnerstown Happy Pub. <laughs> I can see some very sad. I can see some very sad faces in front of me here. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Um, let me welcome you guys. Um, up in the top right-hand corner, we have Mist Saka and Shaka, all the way from Cape Town. Olaf Brinkman, how are you, Olaf? Yeah, okay. I think better. It was. Uh, I kind of thought the first half was. Yeah. And it was just the plan, but then after 95 minutes, I thought, oh, which is, so thank heavens for the alcohol. Okay. <laughs> and in your bottom left corner, you've got Merv. Merv, how are you doing? Hi, I'm not too bad. I want the whiskey, uh, which I don't often do, but I just, they've driven me to the whiskey tonight. <laughs> and um, bottom right hand corner, we've got James. James, how are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Yeah, so too bad. Trying to uh, process what's happened there. What are you? What are you drinking? What's keeping you um, <laughs> in it? Nothing at the minute, mate. That's what's nothing. Olaf, did you? Oh, really, Olaf? Did you switch from coffee at any stage, or? I have. Tonight. From the bottle. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. Although I still think that my um my goldfish bowl full of gin is is un unbeaten in the pub so far um i'm gonna have a little bit get us going mm. okay let's just start from the from the very beginning um olaf um your hot take give us a minute uh or less. Simple hot take. i thought uh, initially it was a defensive counter-attack strategy from arteta because uh, we didn't um have enough of the creative loop the Sackers and the Shackers, uh, for example, or Smith Rose to kind of uh, do much else. Uh, but I think in my ultimate hot take, I think the, the team would just press poor. Sorry. <laughs> okay, um, that's, that, that's a good one. That's, that's a good hot take. Um, Merv, anything to add to that? I think we had too many uh, important players missing. Um, and I think that, that yeah, spinal players, Louise, Xhaka, um, and the, the creativity that we've been enjoying recently, the buzz of kind of, you know, uh, Bakaya Saka, Emil Smith-Rowe, and Odegaard needs players like that around him. Um, it just seemed very lump and, and, and very, very uh, lacking in energy and lacking in, in any kind of spark. And Liverpool were up for it and, and kind of had a strong team out there and 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 went for it. I mean, I, I was beginning to hope they were just going to pass themselves into oblivion because they, they didn't seem to be able to take the chances initially. But once they got the first one, we just completely fell away. Yeah, I agree. Um, James? Yeah, I mean, just to echo just, just to echo the other guys, really, I mean, missing so many important players in so many key positions and you're just breaking up so many partnerships i mean the relationship some like Erdegaard has built with saka and smith pro but then also the partnership you've got with jacker and party the partnership between louise and gabrielle just like 11 players that had never played together before i mean you've got all these guys coming back from international breaks accumulated with guys that haven't played football weeks on end it was just a complete mess to be honest and see, what's even more frustrating is that liverpool started this game first five ten minutes they were awful um, and we could have done a lot, lot more had we turned up for this game. But I just think it highlights how poor our quality and depth is. I mean, 
this summer, I really think we've got to prioritise getting some players that can just add to the squad because the likes of Elneny, Ceballos, just, yeah, just, just not at it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with all of you. I, I felt um, more than anything, I felt that we, um, we were, whatever the opposite of progressive is, regressive. We were regressive. Mm-hmm. We kind of shrunk back into our, ourselves. We didn't have any kind of outlets up front as an attacking outlet. And I think we soaked up pressure from a Liverpool side where they've got a very well-oiled, you know, front four, attacking four, five, six, you know, and, and it was inevitable, I think, stringing that, that, that many passes together and having that much time on the ball that they were going to do something and coupled with a few um, kind of silly errors and, and some shoddy defending, I think they just eventually, you know, the damn wall broke and, and we got flooded. Um, next section I'd like to get into, and it's probably going to be quite short, but um, we're going to go in reverse order. James, um, what was the highlight for you? <laughs> Alice's moustache. I actually think it suits him. That's a great highlight. I like that. (coughs) Merv? You've stolen it from me. Um, (laughs) I I don't know. It's It's a tough one. One of the highlights is is realising how important certain players are. I thought for the first half, uh, until the first goal, Gabriel, I thought, was doing okay. Um, but he fell away awfully. And, I mean, it's, it's towards the end. Uh, I mean, the third goal, you know, his pass out. It just, I don't know. And they seem to fall away. Uh, there seemed to be a bit of purpose about them at the beginning. Um, you know, Partey, you know, they seem to be trying to close down. But it, there was nothing going forward. And I think... I know a lot of people having go Obama Young, but you know the only two goal scoring opportunities we had he created. So it, it's kind of there was just a lethargy about all of it. So I mean, it to get a highlight out of that for the team. Um, I suppose the highlight is we kind of know the weak areas. We know the positions we don't have cover cover for. Mm-hmm. Um, Olaf. No, um, Beaver Paul said the only highlight was the floodlights, which I thought was uh, a pretty good comment uh, there on the comment section. Um, mm. But I would also maybe go with uh, the referee's haircut. I don't think we did much to, to merit anything remotely close to a highlight. Right. Um, although I was pretty impressed with, uh, again, the hard uh, shift put in by Urbania, uh, by um, Lacazette. Uh, both trying to link up play and going back and defending, but uh, but a highlight I think would be uh, would be too generous on us uh, over the ninety five minutes, as I said at the beginning. So um, right. yeah, unfortunately nothing stands out. Okay, the highlight for me was um, just seeing the Rowcastle Seven shirts in the, yeah. the warm up. For me, that was great. Yeah, and you know, kind of seeing what Arsenal have thrown together over this week for, you know, Rocky's the anniversary of his death. I thought it was classy. Um, there have been some great articles. Um, our, one of the guys from our parish, Dave, um, Dave Seeker, Guna Dave 66, wrote a fantastic piece um, on behalf of the Arsenal fans for a big piece that Amy Lawrence did on, on Rocky, and it's worth, it's, um, it's worth checking out. It, it was really, really profound. And so, yeah, so I think that was, that was probably my highlight of the evening. Um, I'm going to try and address a couple of these little comments. Um, 
that um, Olaf has pointed out there were a few <laughs> we were fucking shite <laughs> that's Cassidy <laughs> Lee Miller I think that's a good run pretty start. much that's yeah that's the headline for the for the um, the match review um, here's one word from Colin Coulter one word from him fucking disgraceful I think that's two words but disgraceful yeah. disgraceful is good we've got absolutely dreadful um, we've got shower of shit so <laughs> It's, it's getting more descriptive, and um, uh, James Kelly says, we didn't turn up. Um, fucked, terrible shit, probably useless, something else. Um, yeah, let's yeah. face it, as, as you can see, there's 54 comments. Yeah, the captain doesn't care, no heart, no pride, no idea. I mean, these are some of the obviously knee-jerk reactions that, that most of us have had. And we probably yeah. feel sitting here, but if we just basically spent the next 30 minutes or so just, you know, slagging them off, I think it'd be pretty boring to watch. Um, I'll keep one an observation. On yeah. One observation I would make is that we we get a lot more comments when we lose and play badly than we do when we win. Yeah, I've yeah. got four letters for you. Just AFTV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. that's basically why they exist. Yeah. I think. It's I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, the next section. Jeez, um, this will be. Well, we might as well. The the the, the comments have kicked it off already. But um, we're going to the lowlights. I'm going to start this time. But my my lowlight was Aubameyang's hair haircut. <laughs> we've had a lot of hair actually. The referee's hair. We've had the moustache and the Liverpool keeper. But Aubameyang's haircut. For a moment there, I thought Reese Nelson was playing, and I was like, but he's not on the team sheet. I don't get it. Anyway, um, that was my lowlight. Um, how about how about you, Olaf? Uh, I'm not going to. I'm going to leave the Obamian comments to the others. I think that uh, I was very disappointed with the amount of times that uh, uh, Partey lost the ball tonight, um, and I think that that uh, in itself put a substantial amount of pressure on us when when actually he's in that position to actually hold on to the ball and end up. Uh, letting loose the likes of an Erdogan or whatever else to go be the attacking midfielders, if not himself running forward uh, and creating space. So the low light was, I think, uh, the fact that uh, he didn't deliver uh, and link the defence with uh, the attacking midfield and the, the, the forward uh, player. Yeah, it's a, it's a good observation. Um, you know, he did all the hard work because I felt like defensively he was he positioned himself well. He made some good interceptions. He picked up the loose ball. And then once he got it, he just gave it away. And it's partly due, I think, to what James mentioned earlier, which is the those partnerships that have been broken by the fact that we're missing certain personnel. I just, safe to say, Party and Ceballos for me didn't gel at all. I really felt like we missed Shaka. Um, James, you all low light? Um, I think the real low light for me was that this felt really reminiscent of one of the games that we'd lose under Wenger towards the end of his tenure. I mean, one of the things that I've never really criticised Arteta of is that, yeah, we lose games, but it's not for lack of trying. It's down to the opposition being better than us. We've been outclassed on the day. And, you know, I can I can definitely accept defeats in football, but it's when you lose, when you just look so deflated, disinterested. And that, that's what I saw from Arsenal today. I get it. We've made changes, but the players that were out there just didn't look like they were trying anywhere near hard enough to win that game. And that's what frustrates me most about the fight. Okay. Um, Merv, you want to light? I think, I think it's realising how thread, threadbare the squad is. 
um, you know, we've got three young players, albeit players who uh, are, are exceptionally good, uh, missing. And we, we, we couldn't transition the ball. You know, we, we're in the first half. We couldn't get any attacks going. It, it Nobody, you know, the, the, the passes were not kind of crisp and clean and well hit. And, and Erdegaard, you know, recently has been doing well, but... but it was it whether it was the lack of having players around him like like uh, Saka and Smithrow, or whether he was just getting ground down by uh, like by the mediocrity around him, um, he couldn't really seem to make anything happen. And when he did get the ball, there was nobody really to give it to. People weren't making runs. Pepe, to me, didn't seem to be making runs. So there was a general, you know, at half time, I, I saw a few jokers on the. Twitter saying, well, at least in the last game at this stage, we were 3-0 down. You know, it was kind of like, there's an improvement there. Um, but we, we just couldn't, you know, and up until the first goal, we just didn't look like we were ever going to score. We were just looking like we were there for a 0-0 draw. Right. Well, um, and, and I also question the, um, if I can, uh, the question of the selection of Ceballos at, uh, next to Partey. I think Ceballos had a terrible game. Um, and, and, and actually sitting back in kind of like a half-defensive midfielder role, uh, he's one of the last people that I'd ever put there. And I put that down to the manager selecting that, you know. I would have been, uh, Twitter would have gone mad about El Nemi starting there as an example, if, if that's what he had selected, sure. But he would have been a substantially uh, a better start at uh, defensive midfield with, uh, 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 with Partey than Ceballos was and ever would be as an example. Mm. It's um, it's it's shocking, really, how how far Ceballos seems to have slipped in the um, you know, in the estimation of fans and and probably the manager, and and certainly I'm sure Real Madrid won't be, you know, um, desperate to have him back. But he was a curious choice for that kind of um, you know, to play at the base of that midfield because one, he's very slow. Two, he's got the most powder puff. Effect, ineffective pass that I've seen in ages. I mean, honestly, like it, the ball seems to be traveling at like half speed, you know, when, when he makes a pass, which is not great. And he, yeah, he and Party were just a bit, um, they were, yeah, their distribution wasn't great. Leno's distribution wasn't great either. So that didn't no. help with what you were talking about, Merv, and the transitions and, and being able to get up. You know, we won the ball. The defence seemed fairly tight and then we'd win it and then we'd just immediately give it back to them and, and, and they'd come back for more. Um, uh, any other lineup kind of things? James, do you want to just, um, you know, just um, go a bit deeper into what you were talking about, the, the broken partnerships and stuff? Because I think that was kind of a crucial... Those three players missing kind of ended up disrupting our entire game, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. And as much stick as someone like Louise and Granite Jacker have got, and I think we can all happily admit on here that these are guys that will make mistakes. But what we can't deny is that this season and for large parts of last season as well, they were pivotal in the good things we did going forward. And you take away those two players, two players that are progressive, that are always looking with their heads up to move the ball forward. Replacing with Rob Holding, who I don't think he's a bad player by any means, but he's certainly not progressive. And you can say the exact same for Danny Ceballos, who, you know, what, what's happened with Ceballos is so strange. I mean, when you go back to that first game he had in his debut against Burnley, and we're talking about someone that could potentially be a Santa Cazorla replacement, he's just fallen 
leaps and bounds away from what that player was. And it's just, uh, I just think the Premier League's caught up with him. He doesn't look anywhere near good enough to play in this division. It seems to outpace him massively. He's just not got the time on the ball that I think he'd prefer to have in somewhere like Spain or Italy or wherever. Um, but yeah, like, like going back to your original point, breaking up those partnerships, I think people really do undervalue how important that, that understanding is between players. Um, like I said earlier, you're, you've got players coming back from international duty who played with different teammates. You've got players that haven't played football in this Arsenal team, like Rob Holding, uh, like Danny Ceballos, who haven't played international football either in recent weeks. So you've got all of that coming together and accumulating, and it just results in the complete misunderstanding um, and lack of performance that we saw tonight from the Arsenal team. Right. Um you know, uh, if Luis had played, uh, was fit, he'd probably have started. And, and I've found Luis and Gabriel to be a stronger partnership than Holding and Gabriel. I've never really felt that yeah. that's worked. Holding and Marie have kind of held themselves together a little bit. Um, I, I, you know, there were things about Gabriel today, like Merv said, he was, he was kind of steady for the first 15 minutes or so. And then, you know, I, I felt he just started to, um, <coughs> just that there's a headstrong... You know, quality that he has that um, that I, that I think gets him into trouble and got us into trouble for a few of the goals tonight. Um, should we have a quick? Let's have a quick talk about the actual about the goals. Um, their goals because we didn't have any. But um, <laughs> the Merv, do you want to run us through um, either all of them or the first one? Or and feel free, guys, to chip in. Um, you know, uh, uh, the first one is. <sighs> Um, there's been a lot of stuff about Alexander Arnold uh, in in the media on Twitter uh, over the last few days and so I suppose it was unsurprising that when the time came he would have a key part to play it was great cross but again it's probably the 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 shortest forward they have managed to you know, out out jump Rob Holding um, a bit like the Man City game. It, it's kind of it was just you know the, the, I know there was a lot of flack uh, I saw online uh, about Obama Yang not coming back to kind of put pressure on um, Alexander uh, Alexander Arnold. Um, it was it was a very poor goal to concede. And Do you think Leno could have done better? I, um, yeah, I was saying, and, and and what made it worse, and I suppose yeah, another of the low lights tonight is is you know most <coughs> of the season I've been thinking Leno has been strong, and yeah, the, he's made the odd gaff, um, but yeah, for those, and I have two close friends I sit with on a regular basis who are those who thought we should have sold Leno and kept Martinez. Uh, tonight was a kind of night that proved their point. Um, it, it, it was just, it, it was poor. It, you know, nobody closed him down, and Jossa was able to to actually connect powerfully with a header with two defenders around him, and Leno couldn't keep it out. It was a poor goal to concede. Um, I thought, I felt, but yeah, with the way the game was going, it, it was the kind of goal we were likely to concede. If you know what I mean, it was kind of, it was just. Yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's yeah, frustrating. No, it's one that we sh- it shouldn't have happened. I mean, I think that there were, yeah. there were, you know, at each phase of it, the cross, the header, and the actual passing of the goalie. At, at each three, it was like a perfect storm. Like Aubameyang didn't shut him down. Um, Chambers and Holding, for some reason, <clears throat> couldn't see that this cross was coming and that there was a guy next to him who was going, you know, going to yeah. try and head in. Yeah. So, and then Leno, I think, should have done better. Um, 
Olaf, the second goal. Um, do you want to talk us through that? Do you remember it? Well, uh, I know um, I, uh, it started with defensively uh, creating um, the opportunity for Salah to go. And then uh, we sat, if I remember correctly, that it was Gabriel trying his darndest to try and stop him. And then, um, rightfully, <laughs> as somebody said on Twitter, um, with Leno opening his legs wider than the, uh, the British or the English Channel, um, <laughs> for that nutmeg yeah. goal. Uh, let's also say clearly up front that Liverpool were up for it. Um, Liverpool played well, they played uh, with their, their teammates in mind, um, and then there was a bit of individual spark, so it was a deserved win. So the second goal, I think, was ultimately for me the testimony of, of the game as a whole as to how they deserved it, the effort that they put in. And when we were called upon to kind of step up and defend or to be there or to at least do something, we were left, uh, we were, we were, we were left short. Um, and, and so that's ultimately, I think, for me, the second goal. But again, you know, um, Leno could have done more at the end, um, maybe yeah. not having his legs so wide open, seriously. He could always drop the hand, one of the hands there, if the shot was potentially mm. going somewhere else. Um, it was poor, with a, with, a, with a piss poor second goal and off that I thought, you know what, maybe mid-table is where we are as a team. I, mean, I swear to God, I can't even believe that I'm saying that. Uh, but let's just move on to the third goal before I... Well, I, I think before you go to the third... Before you go to the third goal, I think in the second goal, I did feel like Gabriel could have done better. He kind of dived in on Salah and I think almost gave away a penalty. I mean, yeah. I feel like it was in the box. I think Salah could have gone down and he normally would have, but he kind of shrugged off Gabriel and then, um, you know, just like you said, um, Leno just um, <laughs> let him not get nutmegged for the second. Um, James, there's a third goal. <laughs> Do you want to talk us through that? <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd love to, mate. I can't, unfortunately, because I'd left the room yeah, at that you, point. You but, um, yeah, what? I, no, no, no. I just, I just gonna say, I, I didn't. Uh, I wasn't present at the time of that goal going. In. I was that frustrated with the team. You're so um, lucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Tell me about it. But what I'll say is, we, we looked like a team that deserved to lose three 0 tonight. I mean, I've got no real, real complaints on that front. We looked um, very, very mediocre, very mid-table. I thought we looked tonight. We did. Um, anyway, for those that didn't see it, the third goal, um, Gabriel uh, kind of did a terrible pass out um, to one of their players, got passed through, um, and somebody headed it. Uh, somebody crossed it through to Giotta, right? And what does Giotta? Uh, yeah, somebody crossed yeah, it and Giotta off. went and scored it. He headed it, headed it in, right? Yeah, was that, no, the header? So that was the first goal. That was the first goal. The header. So what was the third one? I know he got it as well, right? Well, he, he got I've it, just he got here holding it. poor and El Nani sleeping. <laughs> we, we, we were kicking the ball out of the box and he came storming in and then gave, uh, gave it one mighty white-footed roof um, and his second goal of the night. This gin is working. I think I need more of it. Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I've got I've got something interesting we can, we can do here that will kind of lighten it up a bit. Um, uh... I have um, a little pub quiz question for you guys. This will change the mood. Okay, so five players have five players have played for both Arsenal and Liverpool in the Premier League. Do you want to see if 
You can name them. That's one. I should be able to do this. Um, Move, come I, on, I should type it. this up. Colo Tori. Correct, that's two. Yes, 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 yes. Um, uh, why are you one, doing this, I'll give you a clue. Embarrassing your, your, fellow, your, your, your fellow guests. Um, Sorry, what? I'll give you a clue. One of them was um, probably 10, 12 years ago. He was on loan. He was actually quite good for us. Yossi Ben Ayun. Yeah, Yossi, yes. yes. Yossi Benyon. Um, How good is that? How And then there was one guy who was um, accused of, of making some kind of fascist salute. Or the shoulder yeah. thing. Or... Maybe not. No, 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 no. Oh, hang on. Um... Hold on, um, Anelka can I, played, played for them, didn't he? Anelka played for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, yeah, so... Uh, correct, um, and then another the one... one you're referring to. Um, it wasn't at him. Doesn't he get accused of doing um, some, the French, that yes. French... Um, that French salute or something, it was some... Yeah, yeah. Eagle yeah. kind of thing. No, no, he did some kind of French... Um, fashion like there yes. was some, like some comedian or some comedian had done some yes. being accused yeah. anyway anyway um and then the last one uh comment section his, i'm looking to you i'll give yes. you his initials jp jp yep I would give you, I can give it to you as a south african thing which is a swear word but then you know, <laughs> No, you can't do your master bus, I'm afraid. <laughs> Jermaine Pennant. Yes, oh, Jermaine nice. Pennant. And here for the bonus, but I don't think anyone would have got it because we struggled for the five, yeah. is Manninger signed for them at the end, but he never played in the Premier League. Oh, really? Yep. <coughs> Apparently, that's according to our guru, Dave Seeger. Um, and here's a quick here's a um here's a quick pub quiz question from uh, mike mcdonald who's also one of the regulars on this podcast um which arsenal player is this and i'm going to slowly go through the clues and if you feel like you know it as soon as you know it just just tell me so you get it first we get agent, a, we get mike, mike mcdonald award for this if we get it right like quickly perhaps we'll see um an agent called dennis it all started in the snow, a long, a long way for a haircut. Four fingers. Andre Shavin. No. He said that. He said that. That's correct. Andre no, Shavin. It was the four fingers. Yeah. That was the four fingers. Yeah. So apparently he had an agent called Dennis that started in the snow. Did he go a long way for a haircut? Yeah, he played for St. Petersburg in Russia. Ah, okay. Oh, so Adam, sorry, regarding the previous question, um, Adam Kinn said it was an anti-Semitic su Semitic salute, apparently, that Anelka had done. 
Yeah. Thank you, Adam. Um, yeah. So I I was going to just um, introduce this this concept um, quickly. So let's go through um, rapid fire ratings, um, starting with Leno. Olaf. Oh, Leno, uh, definitely a, a rapid a fire. A five. James. James. Four. Five. Five or five. Um, Tierney who is now possibly injured and may ruin our season. That actually was the low light that I forgot to mention yeah. in my uh, misery. Okay, um, well, we've yeah. mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> do, you want to, do you want to talk about that for a little bit before you give him a rating? I, I just... It was funny because uh, there was stuff uh, the other night about his three assists for Scotland. And I, I, I just... My thought was, I know it's great, but what was he doing playing? He'd already played the full first two games. Um... It is a concern. I know that there was, I saw, um, uh, there was a tweet being reshared by a, a doctor, I think, about something to yeah. do with his knee at the moment that he went down. Kind of indicates it could be a bad injury. But, but um, it, yeah, I mean, he, he's a bit of a talisman. I think a lot of people see him as a future captain. I mean, he drives us forward. Um, and it was the possibility that that might be it for the season uh, is obviously a concern because we don't, I mean, the cover is Cedric who does okay when he comes in on the left, but we're obviously short there. Um, and he, Tierney plays a very important part when we've got uh, Smithrow, Saka, Erdegaard, we've got that attacking unit. Um, so I, I, I mean, while he was on the pitch, he was himself. He was kind of, you know, he was, he was, he was. He seemed always, tired. I think a lot of people. Below, yeah, he'll never be below a seven or eight. But yeah, he seemed tired. Uh, so I would say seven. Um, James. Yeah, seven. Olaf. Seven for me. Seven. Good. Okay, let's do the two centre backs together. So Holding and Gabriel. Olaf. Uh, together we'll give. I mean, uh, you can give them each a score. Uh, each a yeah, score. yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not worried. Uh, we'll give we'll give Holding a six and Gabriel a six point five. Wow. Okay, James. Uh, holding a five, Gabriel a six. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say five and five. I mean, Gabriel, I like, but I think ultimately he, as well as he played for the first kind of hour. Um, he was at fault badly a couple of times with the second and third. Okay. Um, I'll be overly generous, but okay. I'll, 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 I I'll, thought, that was, I thought that was pretty generous. Yeah, I don't I think either of them covered each other in, in glory. Exactly. They covered themselves yeah. in glory. Um, Ch Chambers? Uh, Merv? Six. James? Uh, five. Six. Six. Okay, midfield, um, let's start with Ceballos. Olaf. Three. And Parting will get five. Okay. James, Ceballos and, and Partey? Uh, Ceballos are two, Partey is six. <laughs> uh, move. Uh, three, uh, three for Ceballos, uh, six for Partey. Um... Who else was ahead of them? So, no, but, yeah, um, Pepe, 
Let's go. Oh, okay. So Erdegaard. Let's say Erdegaard and um, yeah, just do Erdegaard and we'll do the front three. Um, Merv, Erdegaard. Um, Didn't have I'll much say, to do. I'll, no, him. I know. I'll say six, but that might be because I like him and it's really a four or a five. Um, I don't think well, he didn't do he anything do. wrong, really, though, did no, he? No, right? but he, he didn't. But he didn't do a lot. It, yeah, I mean, it was the inability to transition the ball to the attacking third, which is why, you know, I don't, we haven't given scores for the attackers yet. I don't think we can be that harsh on them because they they didn't have much. We, we, we couldn't get the ball up there enough, except for that yeah. first, like, two minutes of the second half when Gary Neville thought that we'd come out kind of a changed team. Are you lucky you had Gary Neville? We had, we had Andy Townsend and Ian Dark. Oh. And I swear it was like it was a Liverpool wank fest. I mean, they could not. They tried to talk the ball into the goal from the first minute. It was like, oh, this Liverpool side looks so up for it. And they're so great. And they found their mojo. And they're going to make a run for the top. And now the goals are flowing off. Just what they deserved. I mean, fuck. It was just, honestly, it was un unlistenable. I know. It was, it was awful. Okay, you, you had the same one, right? I know. Yeah, it was awful. And uh, I'm going to give... Uh, uh, um, Five and a half. Odegaard, five and a half. Yeah. James? Yeah, I'll give Odegaard a five. I'll have to knack tonight. Yeah. And James, um, let's go through the front three. So um, <coughs> let's go. Abamyang, Lacazette, Pepe. Abamyang, I'll go four. Lacazette, three. Pepe, three. <laughs> Olaf? James, <laughs> you, are, you, are, you are ruthless. So I'm glad I'm not dating you. Um, so I think we'll go with uh, Aubameyang gets uh, a distinct four, uh, Lacazette gets a five, and I'll give Pepe a three and a half. Uh, Merv, wow. Um, six, six, four. I'm going to say six and six for... Aubameyang uh, and Lacazette, but uh, as I said, the, the the only two chances really had Aubameyang kind of uh, assisted, and Lacazette was chasing back. He was he was doing what he does. I mean, you know, he got fouled a couple of times and and and, and he got hurt, and, and um, that they they, they, they they were yeah, uh, feeding off scraps. I mean, they they had nothing to work with. If we had um, created a few chances and they just were poor. Uh, and just blasted them over and kind of, you know, uh, then I can give them a lower rating. But I suppose it's just I, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling sorry for them almost. Uh, right. That, that we, we, we just couldn't get the ball up up there enough for them to be able to do anything. Do you think Arteta, um, do you think Arteta screwed this one up? How much is it? How much is the fact that we, we were so ineffective down to... Um, down to the coach. I mean, a lot of people obviously hate on Arteta anyway and want him to fail or seem to. Um, I, I, I'm happy to have him as a coach. I think he's progressive and I think he'll help us get to greener pastures, um, which is why I look at things like this. And, you know, I don't want to be always like rose tinted glasses. And I think that there are, I don't think that he, this, I don't think this was one of his better games uh, in charge. I think he was completely um, out. He was shown up in a sense, but I think you know yeah, the lineup and and lack of the injuries kind of dictated this. 
It's Olaf, yeah? Okay. Well, I was going to suggest maybe we also, you know, when we do the ratings, maybe, you know, sometimes managers get it right, sometimes managers get it wrong. Um, so give him I a rating, that, Olaf. What yeah, I, think, I think putting the manager rating is not a bad call for this particular game. Mm -hmm. um, and, I'm not, you know, uh, compared to West Ham or whatever else, uh, but I think for this one, I, I, at Mastrovi, would have to give him about a five. Um, I think there were elements he got right, but I think that there were substantial other elements and, and approach and whatever else and timing that he was probably got wrong. I do like that he's relatively proactive. I mean, you know, he hooked Ceballos um, before the hour mark, which, you know, which is always a good sign. I mean, sometimes he's made yeah. changes at halftime, so that's encouraging. He's not afraid of, you know, whereas before there were times that he seemed to stick, you know, he seemed to stick with the losing um, team. Uh, he seems to have corrected that. Um, James, anything to add on Arteta and, and his rating? Um, yeah, I, I'd give Arteta a five. I think he was pretty much forced into the changes he had to make tonight. I've still, I still fully back him. Um, I think that you know we're clearly going in the right direction. And when you look at the damage that was done towards the end of Wenger's tenure, and also like the more continuous damage that was inflicted towards the end of Emery's reign as well, I mean this is still a mammoth job. Um, give him that time over the summer and I'd hope it's still better particularly when getting quality in depth and if this was to happen again next season this kind of result then I think myself and a lot more people would be raising a few more eyebrows but um, yeah that's my take on it for the minute but I'm going to have to love and leave you guys I've got to shoot off now but um, yeah, well, thanks for having me on us. as always no, I really enjoyed it and, uh, see you, James. yeah, yeah you, you guys as well and I will um, I'll catch you with you soon good to see you Cool, See you later, guys. Okay, okay. have a good one. Bye. Thanks for thanks for making the time. Thanks, James. Move, yeah, Arteta. I, uh, I'd say a five on a five on this one. A five and a half. There was a lot he couldn't do uh, in terms of the players he had available. I think that it was interesting before the team was announced. Uh, we knew that there was a strong chance Jacker wouldn't be able to play. And most of the fans that I follow on Twitter and, and, and places like that were all saying it's got to be Elneny and Party in the middle. You know, you can't bring Sabayos in. You can't. And it, it, you know, from I'm not saying the fans are always right, but there there was yeah, there was a reason why people felt it wasn't a game for Sabayos, uh, but he did. So, I mean, whether he didn't want to start on Nelly because he's had a, you know, uh, I'm not sure. Did he play for Egypt during the week? I can't recall. So maybe he's I don't had think a, so. They've got, a, I don't think that F, well, the AFCON stuff. Oh, no, there's no, no. Club, they there's did, clubs that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there's they, club they, stuff going on. I think that, I, I don't think it was a great night for him. Although I agree he did eventually hook Ceballos uh, kind of without waiting to be forced into it. And he probably um, didn't want to have to replace Tierney when he did, but he did. Mm -hmm. um, and I think he made a statement uh, as well, which is, is, I think, for the third game in recent uh, run, he's kind of made a bit of a statement with Aubameyang. Uh, mm -hmm. Firstly, obviously, finding him and not picking him, and then pulling him off when we're not uh, scoring. Uh, mm -hmm. So it, it's kind of he's making a bit of state statement there. Although, as I said, I, I'm not sure Aubameyang was completely, to, you know, was to blame for tonight. Yeah, I, I um, agree with you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, so he he's making the statements, but I guess he he you know it, it, 
we get all the the kind of you know the 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 feeds that the cronkers are behind it and there's going to be money in the summer to do what we want to do and uh, i still as i've said on this kind of show before i i without winning the europa league i'm not quite sure that they can do the rebuild they're going to need to improve where we are at the moment uh, and maybe that's the one he's focusing on maybe thursday night is kind of what he wants his strongest team for i don't know Right. Uh, um, just to go back to the Aubameyang thing, I kind of agree with you. Uh, Aubameyang did a lot of defending. He he ran back. I mean, he, he might have been at fault slightly for that first goal, but mm. he, he put in some pretty good tackles and some interceptions. Mm. And he, unfortunately, most of the time that we needed him or somebody to be up there as an outlet, he was back defending because we we just sat back and, and invited all this pressure. We didn't, um, I think Clive Palmer made a good point on Twitter about the fact that we weren't cutting off the the original, their first distribution yes. properly. The, the pre, you know, and, and, and the pressing for me, once again, kind of, it seemed like Pepe is just never on the same page as any of the other ones. It's like you'll see Lacazette and Aubameyang and, and Erdegaard pressing tight to the guy and, and it's always, the outlet always is the one where Pepe is just kind of I'm not committing yes. forward or backwards. Um, it's just and annoys the show. on the right flank in the post. Yeah, on the right flank. Just inevitably on the right flank. It's just on their left. You know, Pepe oh, yeah. was just backing off, you know, the, the whole time. It was, it was really annoying. Um, so um, here's an interesting thing here. There's a comment from, from Adam Kenny. He says, what's the point of any analysis? Um, there is no point, really. I mean, we're just doing it for ourselves, aren't we? Um, we capitulated from the off. They wore the number seven shirt in memory of Rocky, but the truth is that not one of those players deserved to wear a shirt with any number on it. That's um, that's pretty harsh. But you know, mm-hmm. every now and then, this team seems to to you know give us performances that, that make you wonder. You know, like am I imagining what it was like to have a team like the Invincibles or you know the team with Rocky and Wrighty and stuff? You know, and the kind of commitment and intention and passion that they showed you know and today it just seemed like a kind of a bunch of headless i i think paul that's why i kind of also you know maybe it's also for me to reset my brain because uh being always being for 20 odd years in the top four and playing champions league as we were doing and all of this kind of stuff it was almost after a while an expectation and a bit like COVID, where you had to reset what is normal and you get to hang with or what you can get to do with people and whatever else. I'm almost asking myself, am I needing to reset in my own head where I see, you know, the Arsenal and the Ars- and, and the Arsenal Football Club? Is, is it is it a top four club? Um, have we, you know, have, was our, has our time come and gone and do we need to go on a rebuilding process? But this thinking that a summer or a January transfer window or changing a manager or uh, getting two players in because that's all we need to be fighting for the title. Yes, maybe I need to reset my own particular perspective, and I'm saying that to myself and saying it to you guys, almost uh, mm. trying to elicit a part of the conversation of of you know. Maybe this is a discussion for another time. No, no, it's a good time because people. because I think I mean if we look at the fact that we are playing the current Premier League champions who won by a ridiculous amount last season and who have lost six games in a row at Anfield, you know, up, up until now. I mean, they were, 
they've had 13 points or something out of the last 39, you know. Um, the perspective sometimes is that we get so closed into our own little personal nightmares that we don't realize. I mean, if you've got friends that support other clubs, you'll realize that they're all at some stage over the last um, year or so have all gone through these situations where you think, I mean, these guys are the Champions League, <laughs> you know, like holders. And they're, they're up tonight. They were three points ahead of us in one of our worst seasons ever. You know, it's like that perspective. And they've got great players. They've got players that are, have been headhunted by Barcelona and all these big clubs, you know, and, and Klopp has, has, has got them performing really well. You know, is that is that something to take into consideration, Merv? The fact the circumstances, lack of crowds, the pandemic, the saturation, the everything's changed, hasn't it? Nothing seems normal. I think What's so. Normal? I mean, it's a, it's it's a strange season for those reasons. I think that I think the lack of home crowds and the lack of away fans has made a difference. So I, I think that you've got. Uh, I, w I was reading some analysis. Obviously, you're getting a, a lot of uh, surprising results from the away teams. Uh, there was one kind of, you know, not far from where I sit in London this afternoon, uh, at Stamford Bridge. And um, it, it was kind of, you know, you would think, is that the kind of game, you know, with, with 50,000 home fans in there, would that, 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 that you'd have got that result? But the lack of atmosphere makes them almost like training games and of course we on the tv you know you you hear the feeds with crowd noises so it's almost like you think there's still atmosphere but of course there isn't for those guys yeah um and i think it is a strange season for many uh reasons um but i i think it's a transition season for us i suppose it needs to be it's artessa's first full season um and you know we we've been in a situation where we've had a number of players that we've we've had to get off the books effectively uh, and we need to invest in kind of younger players um and kind of bring bring them through and so yeah i mean it's not quite the end of season review yet but i suppose it, it, it's yeah i mean there has been progress made but i think that you know what we saw uh, this evening uh, we've seen too many times this season, uh, kind of where they don't, you know, the, 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 yeah, the, there were games, yeah, the, the runner games against, you know, Wolves and Villa and Southampton in the Cup and stuff. And then we seem to have turned that around, you know, winning at Leicester and things. But we've kind of slipped, slipped back. Uh, and, and, you know, in the first half today, were we as bad as in the first half against West Ham? Probably not. Uh, but in the, we, we were nowhere near as good in the second half today as we were against West Ham. So, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's a tough one. So, um, you know, West Brom beating Chelsea 5-2 at home today versus us losing 3-0 to a kind of resurgent Liverpool side um, with, you know, missing three key players that broke up our attacking partnerships, our midfield partnerships and our defensive partnerships. Olaf, put those into perspective. Do we do we need to be as sad sack about what happened tonight as we are, or is this just? Good question. I think um, against against the big uh, the big six, we've done pretty well this uh, uh, this season so far. If, if, I, if, if the, the stats I saw earlier on from Orbino were correct, 
Uh, well, of course they are, but um, what I'm saying is that we, we've been doing a lot better. So tonight was then disappointing, maybe because we were generally, we've been up for it against uh, one of the top six sides, which absolutely Liverpool as champions uh, we are. Um, and I think that uh, putting the two against into perspective, um, I, I, I think mainly, maybe because uh, we had quite a lot of players away on, on, on internationals, as with Chelsea, maybe you could argue that that had something to do with it. But then again, so did Liverpool, for example. You know, they had a hell of a lot of players away, but they came out. Um, yeah, so putting it into perspective, I think that uh, I think that the I think that the Chelsea for West Bromwich Albion was embarrassing for for Tuchel and and for his squad and the talent that he has. Um, I think today for us was not just disappointing, but I would say immensely disappointing because of of what has occurred like last season and what we've done against some of the uh, the, the top six sides. So um, I don't think it's as poor as, as the, the Chelsea one, I think. Um, but I, I, I think that because we expect so much more, like you would from a family member sometimes, um, when it doesn't occur, I think that it's just so highly disappointing versus, oh, it's an arbitrary person, we go, they, I'm disappointed by it. So that's it for me, I think, how I would describe it. Yeah, Merv, anything to add to that? Uh, uh, no, I mean, I think uh, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to quickly see if we're missing any hot news on the Twitter at the moment. The hot news we seem to be missing is that uh, Arteta seems to have inferred that um, David Luiz uh, probably needs an operation, so he might not actually play again this season, uh, which... Wow. I know he has his, his critics and he has had some uh, shambolic performances for us since he joined. But I, I think he is, he's a bit of a rock at the back. I mean, he's got the experience. He is a leader. He's, yeah, he puts himself He can there. be. When he's good, yeah. he's very good. Yes. When he's so bad, that, he's very bad. <laughs> that, that would, would be a blow. Um, and I, Any I, news I, on Tierney? Or? No, I haven't. You know, it's kind of... Um, I, I just happen to see... A couple of things i'm getting you know, whatsapp updates from other friends uh flashing up in the corner um, okay but but the um uh, yeah it, it's i mean it's been a strange season and we we've had some poor performances and we've had some some you know a poor run of games uh before there was back in kind of december you know with the with the the burnley game the southampton game it was kind of um, and then, yeah, going into the Chelsea game on Boxing Day, we thought that that, that it, it was yeah, the, the beginning of a slide into kind of yeah, fighting to stay out the bottom three. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, uh, which is something I, I've, I'm older than you guys, but it's something I've, I've never seen in my lifetime. Um, we've been close. We've had a couple of seasons in my lifetime where we've been pretty bad. Uh, and there has been concerns with about 10 games to go that we could get drawn in, but, but it, it's never happened. Um, but I, I, and, uh, but there have been some great performances as well and a lot of optimism for the future, yeah, with the players who were not there tonight, uh, but, and also with people like Martinelli coming on again um, and uh, yeah, displaying energy. Uh, uh, the, 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 I think that... I'm a bit, I'm a bit mixed, you know. I know there are people. I think in the comments we've had uh, one or two that I've seen that we haven't highlighted, but yeah, it's suggesting that Arteta isn't the man. And, and 
I think he is. And I think with a young developmental coach, it, it takes time. And, you know, he, he came in and delivered a trophy uh, in his first half a season, uh, which probably exceeded expectations. Um, and if he was to win the Europa League, he would probably have exceeded expectations again for the season. Yeah, he'd have put us back in the Champions League when we wouldn't have expected to be. Um, I mean, if we go out the Europa League this round or the next round, then you know it. It, it I don't. I don't know. I mean, some fans will blame him. I, I don't know if enough will blame him because he. he we, we don't have the squad, and that squad's going to have to be built over another two or three trans, transfer windows. I think yeah, that's a good point because. At the end of the day, the team really is, it's like the pimple on a, on a body that, that's been um, fed junk and is not being looked after properly. And that comes down to the owners. So, you know, what happens on the surface is really happening way deeper in the management and in the, the staff and the upheaval that we've had. Um, you know, the fact that we've got the owners that we do have, you know, that's also happening. We're, we're trying to fix a car that's moving we're, you know we're trying to lean underneath the moving car and, and fix it and change a wheel while we're still driving and um and i think that's something else that kind of has to kind of put our um our expectations and our disappointments into perspective i think that there's a lot going on and i think that there are some positive changes there are a lot of negative ones that at some stage we need to do a pod about you know um, some of the things that the club seems to be doing um getting rid of people just um, yeah you know you know, just uh, culling the, the the things that they're doing have been really um, very unclassy, and I think that's that's a whole other pod. But um, what you're talking about with the future and and the kids, the kids of the future, mm -hmm. and, and Arteta as a coach to take us through this brings us to the headlights. You talked about if we get knocked out of the Europa League, let's just have a look quickly at um, what we've got coming up shortly. And I'm wondering if you know Aubameyang being pulled, um, Tierney kind of coming off I know he he seemed to say that he needed subbing um I'm hoping that some of those things are so that we've got um some freshness for Slavia Prague which is not going to be easy Olaf what do you have to say about the upcoming knockout sure I think I think the um I, I'm almost worried in a way that our our first leg of the of the of the Europa League is actually at home um, because if we can concede three goals to Liverpool, uh, it's not inconceivable with some of the talent that uh, Sparta Prague, who, by the way, are, are, are you know, a politically uh, a problematic team, as you may have read. Um, I, I worry the fact that our first leg is actually at home. So we start, you know, we concede a goal, which is very, very likely, uh, or even possibly two. It's not the greatest way of, of going into the last uh, 16, as an example. So I do worry for Thursday, um, especially defensively. And if what Mo was saying is also true that Louise is then not available. It means that it's going to be a holding with a Gabriel or a Marie, as an example, in central defense. Um, then it does make Thursday a very, very nerve-wracking first leg, uh, as an example. So um, I, I am slightly concerned. Um, to, to put it mildly. Um, and even in, in the worst case scenario, going all the way to the end, if we hypothetically win the Europa, as an example, 
I worry about being in a group phase of, of the Champions League. I, I think that the current squad and the current tactics, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we were knocked out in the first round, as an example. So, um, so yes, <laughs> that's going maybe a bit too far down the line. Let's, let's first <laughs> get over the line. It's on so funny. We're, we're already promoting the fact that we've won the Europa League, got into the Champions League, been knocked out in the first round, knocked down into the Europa League, luckily, and then yeah. winning that again so we can get into the Champions League this next season and just play two. I, I, I'm, I'm going all in because who knows, maybe I don't get onto this public uh, pod again with the Ganatar pub, so uh, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> all my cards on the table in one file suite. No, help me quickly, come bring your sanity what? to the table. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know I can do that. Um, <laughs> I, tough, I, uh, I mean, I on on the optimistic side, well, I don't know if it is optimistic. Actually, I was going to say that that that, that yeah, I think we've got eight league games left now, and um, we we within those eight games we we have to play the current bottom five, um, and we've got I think Everton and Chelsea. Uh, I've forgotten the other team. Um, so on the one hand, you would say, well, look, they, 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 yeah, they, they're playing teams at the bottom who obviously are going to be fighting, as we saw from West Brom today. Um, but they, they, they should be able to do enough to get some kind of form going. Um, I know that um, the last time I was on, Dave Seeger was was pointing out that we had the um, run run of games with Spurs, West Ham, Liverpool. And that was all teams above us. And, you know, if we could have targeted, you know, three wins there, um, it would have, you know, would have been in a position to maybe certainly into the top six, if not challenge for the top four, because a lot of the teams above us have yet to play each other. Um, and that's obviously, I think, a little bit out the window now. Um, so it, it's kind of the Europa League seems to be, you know, if we are going to have success and, and play in Europe again next season, it looks like it'll be through the Europa League uh, and actually winning it. So it, it, it's, yeah, it's doable. But, you know, if the squad is going to put in performances like today, uh, then it does make you worry a bit for Thursday night. What kind of mindset will we have Saka back? Will we have Smith Rowe back? Um, Tierney back. You know, Tierney, well, Tierney, I, don't, I, th I think we possibly have to assume he, he might not, you know, he, he might miss a few games. Um, so it, it, it's kind of, it, 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 I suppose it's disappointing, but I think that if, if, if the, the, the players we were missing tonight can come back for Thursday and it's a kind of, a, you know, it's up to Arteta to motivate that team um, and get them up for it. I mean, it, 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 it looks like he's been saying some pretty harsh things about the performance uh, in his interviews. So it, it, it's kind of, yeah, that, that, that's the hope. I mean, I think that the, the, the players buy into what he's trying to do. And I think that's, again, it's not, it's not, like, it's not like the mob down the road where, where, where you know, the, the, the people I know who support that team uh, infer to me that the players aren't with the manager at all. Right. Well, I just hope, here's my hope because you've had a lot of hope. I hope that one day soon we end up with players that don't have to be motivated to win a game. I mean, I'm a musician. When I go on stage to do a concert, 
I don't need somebody to come and, yip, you know, get me up, you know, to try and get me motivated to appear, you know, for the people who paid money to come and watch me or perform or whatever. And if you're an accountant or a chartered accountant, you don't need somebody to encourage you to do the right sums and, and plug your calculator in for work. You know what I mean? It's like, what is it about, you know, you're playing for like the in the Premier League for one of the top football clubs in the world and you need to be motivated somehow to arrive. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's just if I can, you know, the comment earlier on about uh, the crowd and and in the stadiums, and I I think that if if the crowd were in the stadium tonight, for example, us us, us, the North Bank and whatever, (coughs) I think they would have ripped the 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 layers of some of the players or the team with the performance that was put in tonight, which in a way. Sometimes we argue, is if that had been the case, you know, uh, uh, we've got some of the most, let's call them honest and robust uh, 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 fans and some of the snowflakey players. They would have told the players and the manager and the star and the backroom staff and whatever else that they would have told them, and and that I don't think would have done a lot of good sometimes as well. So as much as we argue about the, the fans being there making a difference. I also think that in certain instances, the fans not being there also made a, a, a difference. But I think had it been tonight and we played like that in front of uh, the 60,000 odd uh, in, the, in the Emirates, um, I think that the, clearly half of them would have told them very, very quickly, even by half time, that uh, yeah. the performance wasn't worthy of the red and white um, at all. And, and, and let alone the low cost scenario. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, thank you, everybody, for your comments. Um, you know, there, there's, there were so many, they said similar things um, that, you know, basically it was a terrible performance. The players let let us all down. They let Rocky down. Um, you know, some people would go so far as saying that, you know, Arteta needs to be out and we need to get um, how, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, so I think we've pretty no, much covered everything no. that we... Yeah. Sorry? No, 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 not Howe, no, 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 no. Eddie Howe, yeah, so there's actually somebody said that they wanted Eddie Howe, so, so that's why I was using that as the extreme example yeah. of how the re- yeah. overreaction. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening and for, um, for comments, and I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, it was a pleasure having you guys both um, on again. Um, I hope you got some catharsis out of you know, yes. Talking, yes. talking about all of this here um with me yeah. it was a pleasure having you so olive thanks thank you Merv. thank and you Paul, always thanks you're welcome it's great to be able to chat to you guys and and hopefully one day in the near future we can all chat in a pub after the game exactly that'll be yeah. great and i won't have to be i won't have to be the mc high on gin yeah. and, and yeah. short on words <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, thanks, thanks everybody for joining us in the pub. And um, be sure to follow us on Twitter and, and check us out on the web, gunnerstown.com. Uh, and um, you can get all the details about the pub and the YouTube channel there. Um, thank you guys for joining, for joining us. Um, up the Gunners. Happy Easter.